You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Ardavani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators. Follow, follow the sun, and which way the wind blows, when this day is done. Breathe, breathe in the air, set your intention. Creators in the Joy Zone. You're on. All right. Thomas Artabani and Suzanne Taro. We got, we got Peter the harp player. Oh, we're Thomas in. Right Artabani. on. Hey, everybody. Good yeah, to see yeah. you. Nice to have you. Good to uh, be here. Heard all sorts of wonderful things. I guess you're gonna enlighten us with the sounds of music. Ooh. Well, I've got my, my little harp here. I got my flute. So, do you want me to play something right now at the start? I can just. No, we can. You can. Sure, why not? Go why ahead. not? Get, get hit that and we'll go to you. I'll just strum a couple times. 
This made by um, this is a harpsichord harp made by William Reese. It's so These beautiful. Like, yeah, this is a nice custom one for me. But harpsichord harps for you know our listeners or viewers, every people like to know what kind of harp to get. A little harp, how can you get one? Because most people think they're very expensive, and they they are, and they can be very expensive. But the harpsichord harp is like the best little harp I think you can get. So just search harpsichord harps. They're very affordable. Oh, this one particular or the harp in general? The harp in general. Uh, harp in general. I fell in love with the harp in general, I guess, uh, around uh, in the early 90s uh, when I came to Sedona. And, you know, Suzanne's heard my story probably a million times. Maybe some of your listeners have. But basically, in a nutshell, I came to Sedona on a vision quest. I retreated to the canyons into isolation and my goodness well that everybody knows what a vision quest is what's that oh well i mean that was like i got a message from my inner voice it said you're gonna go on a vision quest this is when i was around 28 and uh it was like my saturn return and my life is changing i'd been living in aspen i was a ski instructor and i for about 10 years lived up there rocky mountain high but I always had a feeling like I wanted to do my art and um, I felt a change was coming on in my life. And then I heard a message to go to Sedona. I had heard rumors of this mystical power spot in uh, Northern Arizona. And uh, I, I didn't, there was no pictures of it. I couldn't research it, but I kept hearing from people that there's this power vortexes in Sedona. So um, got the message, loaded up my truck and I drove down to Sedona by myself and from the first moments I laid my eyes on the red rocks I fell in love and it was like familiar territory to me I felt like it was familiar strangely familiar kind of like I had perhaps dreamed about the red rock formations of Sedona maybe some of your listeners know what that's like and it was like calling me it was kind of like that movie uh, what was it close encounters of the third kind uh, when everybody was drawn yeah, it goes rock to the rock there, the Devil's Tower, and um, yeah. So uh, I came on this wave. It was right after the Harmonic Convergence in 1987, because I came in eight, 1988, right after that. And um, and uh, boy, I, I first time I drove into Stone actually brought tears to my eyes. It was such a strong feeling of familiarity. I heard inside like felt like home. You know, so I ended up moving there shortly thereafter and I moved to be an artist. But shortly after I arrived, I was listening, tuning into my inner voice. I was on my vision quest. What's a vision quest? The vision quest is like kind of like the mythical quest, you know, the archetypal quest that I think we all have to take at some point in our life where we have to seek a deeper understanding of what life's about and our place in the world and the universe. And, rather than the systems we plugged into our whole life. People told us, go here, go there, but comes a time where you have to just seek on your own. And, and uh, the message I got was to come to Sedona and do my art and, and explore that way. But when I, when I got here, I was just drawn to the mystical outback here, to the power spots of the, the canyons. And I started exploring all the vortex and the outback country here. I love to just, hike by myself and find a special place to sit and meditate and just listen what I call listening to silence. And explain our, explain our, to our audience what this vortex is in Sedona. The vortex as well. Sedona, I'm, I happen to be a guide here. I've been a, 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 a tour guide here for about 30 years. I started doing metaphysical tours here back shortly after I arrived, but... Um, hey, so many words. See, I'm, a, I'm the dumb guy. <laughs> So yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta keep, it, I, I gotta, I gotta keep us like metaphysics. I mean, where are you going with that? What, what, what how, how do you, how do you break down metaphysics at this point? So we well, how do you explain a vortex in Sedona? 
I, I can tell you, um, there is, in the U.S. Geological Survey, if you can go to usgs.gov, and you can look at the magnetic field lines of North America, uh, the USGS has surveyed all of North America uh, flying an aircraft at low altitudes with a magnetometer, which is a device that can measure the magnetic field of the Earth. And what they discovered, and you can see this is in the magnetic field lines online, is that Sedona has, believe it or not, I mean, the magnetic field of the planet is fairly constant, but there are places where there's unusual magnetic fields. They're called an magnetic anomalies. And this is where there are spikes and dips in the field. Uh, but it turns out that Sedona, the Red Rock area of Sedona, has the highest amount of unusual magnetic fields, anomalies in all of North America, spikes and dips. So what's interesting about that is there is research that shows that um, our brainwave state is affected by the Earth's magnetic field. We actually entrain with the magnetic field with our brain. We have magnetite in our brain, just like other animals. Alpha, was that like an alpha or beta wave or something? Or so what's interesting that I found out in my research is that that there is scientific research, uh, neurologists have found that our brainwave states uh, entrain to the magnetic field and are affected by the magnetic field. So, you know, I'm not an expert on brainwave states, but, you know, we have delta, theta, alpha, uh, beta, different, you know, states that our brain goes into. And, um, so what happens here when you when you come to Sedona, like the, the major vortexes like Bell Rock, Cathedral Rock, Airport Mesa, Point Canyon, when you go to these places and you sit and just be and relax and just meditate there, our brainwave state shifts, the frequency of our brainwave state shifts. And often people can go into more of an alpha state, like a deep meditative state. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Ardavani. Our brainwave state shifts, the frequency of our brainwave state shifts. And often people can go into more of an alpha state, like a deep meditative state. But also what's very common is the theta state. And theta is that visionary state of consciousness. It's like called the twilight state and we, it's associated with lucid dreaming. So what I have found is that Sedona really can facilitate people coming into a sustained period of theta where you can enter more easily into what's known as the dream time. It's like an altered state of, con it's an alternative state of consciousness. It's very different than normal waking state of kind of collective matrix that the majority of humanity is into. But the indigenous people from all over the world and the, the mystics have talked about the dream time. And so you can come to Sedona and enter into the dream state, into the dream time state of awareness very easily. You can slip into it very easily here. So much so that there's portals that you can travel through here within these magnetic fields. You're talking hocus pocus, wonderful stuff. It's pretty serious. I mean, right? No, but no. Listen, to bring it back to to all of these all of these things that you're I'm, I'm listening to you say, right? You travel on these frequencies, like right? These frequencies. What's interesting right. is you're holding this harp with a ton of different vibrational frequencies. And, right. I'm, and I'm imagining you out there connecting your harp to the earth and to the to the different energy sources, and then being inspired from that. This seems to be the the, the connective tissue there. Is that correct? Well, you're absolutely correct. I mean, I didn't have the harp when I came to Sedona. The harp came after I got here. I went into one of these portals, and um, I did a lot of interdimensional travel here. You know, you were asking, what's a vision quest? So when I got here, kind of on the initial vision quest, following this inner guidance to come here and 
really my vision was to, to live as an artist because I always wanted to be an artist and now that's what I'm doing. My my art is in the galleries here and I, wow. I do quite well with my art. I have a showroom in my home. So I'm kind of living my master plan right now, but I came here to- Are you your masterpieces behind you? Yeah, yeah, these are one of my multi-dimensional uh, holograms, you can see. Oh, well, pull it, get, get it closer. Oh yeah. Look at that. Oh my goodness, it's huge. That'll take you on a vision quest, just staring at that for a bit. That's cool. <laughs> so beautiful. Look Ooh. at that thing. That's crazy stuff. Wait a second, yeah, awesome. hold, hold, hold it there, hold it there, hold it there. Let me get, let me get the light the other way. Oh, look, it's got some serious 3D going on there. Have oh, you put 3D. some of that into stock? That's Pardon? so cool. Have you put some of that into digital imagery where we could purchase it online? That's really cool. Uh, well, I not so much. I have basically I sell the the hard pieces. I don't I don't really distribute the digital image. I yeah. guess I could, you know. But or maybe I really, make a couple digital pieces specifically for that. I know? should, and I, I yeah. I've thought about having a, a a screensaver set that people could get, you know. Yeah, that would be good medicine just to stare at. It would be. So that's amazing. Listen, I got to tell you, I'm so thoroughly. That was like that's dynamic and blowing me away. So, awesome, man. I, I'm glad you love it. I I would love. To, yeah. So my, I mean, there's a lot we can talk about. My art is a whole, is kind of the most recent chapter of when I came back to Sedona this recent time, because this is the fifth time I'm living here. And every time I'm drawn to come back here, it's like I, I receive major downloads and transformation happens and a lot of activation here. So, you know, we were talking about the vortexes here and, and you, Sedona is built on layers of quartz crystal. In the same US Geological Survey, you can see that under our town, are large layers of quartz and other rare earth minerals, a lot of iron in the rock and water. Only 600 feet underneath our town is the largest aquifer in the Southwest United States that flows under Sedona. It's an underground river. So it's amazing. There's a lot of elements that are in play here in this planetary alchemy that contribute to create these vortexes of energy where actually some of them are electric where the energy flows kind of up and out of the red rock spires like bell rock and and uh, airport mesa cathedral rock is a magnetic feminine energy vortex where the energy goes the other way and when you go up there and sit you can actually feel it what's interesting about uh, cathedral rock that's a magnetic vortex there's a there's a fissure that runs through the formation where lava has come up, basalt, black lava basalt has come up from deep underground in a vein that runs through it. And that particular rock, that dark molten lava basalt is very rich in magnetite, that magnetic element that we also have in our brain. And so it's amazing when you sit on top of that, that fissure line with the magnetic quality and just meditate there, boy, that's yeah. like a- that's like you a, up. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a vein going right down to the center of the earth, it's amazing. And then, so the fourth major vortex is um, is uh, Boynton Canyon, which is a balanced energy. It's an equal kind of magnetic and electric, masculine, feminine, yin and yang. So that's my experience there is like, I love to walk barefoot on the trail on Boynton Canyon because in sections it's like a soft sand. And you can really feel this kind of grounding energy coming out of your feet, but also it's like your third eye and your crown chakra open. So it's like your head is open to the universe. It's a wonderful, it's like there's this wonderful <laughs> clear channel. And that's the main place where I heard the angels music for the first time. Nice. Be, nice. Yeah, that's where the portal opened and a lot of people have had tremendous uh, paranormal experiences out there. Well, what's cool is, is that we're, we're watching you and you're, you, see, you're, you seem like you're a very happy guy. You seem like you're, you're like in tune and, and you're, you're like you're a natural guy. You're, you're a very <laughs> handsome, older, middle-aged guy like me. <laughs> yes, I'm just reflecting your own magnificence to you, my brother. Because here we are in our dark shirts and uh, sitting here. So yeah, I see the connection. No, no, but you're, um, it, for our listening audience, to really help tune people into the magic that you're creating, not only in your music, your art, you're in these the, probably one of the most beautiful places in the world. Seriously. I mean, top 10 
sort of cool places mm. um, and, and you're happy and it's a very kind of trying time now for a lot of people you know lots of lots of lots of people still out of work lots of people still trying to figure out how to fit into this COVID-19 new way of new normal mm. we're trying to figure out how to who we are to each other maybe we've had too much of each other you've got to have some secrets in terms of how you maintain your well-being and and stabilize yourself under these trying times that what other people might consider trying times but it seems like you're making the most of it and transforming it and making your art and music and all this beautiful stuff come on share some secrets how do we stay happy? right i feel i feel blessed and lucky that i i you know my art my music has really been an anchor for me a circuit of connection to a higher power a higher source so that's like a constant in my life even when the craziness of the world i i um have this this creativity that flows with me that just nourishes my my spirit you know and and it's exciting it's always a thrill to see what's going to unfold next working with the angels and the guides that i do in this kind of cosmic uh, collaboration um it's, it keeps that part of myself, which is like, I call it, it's like the wonder child, you know, the inner child. We all have the wonder child. Yeah. Oh, there's always like this awe and this wonder and this magnificent right. stuff. So how do we get some of that? I want some of that. <laughs> I want some of that. I need some You need of that. to help our listeners. How do they get there? They might be feeling a little stir crazy, not. But, but, but we have, but we have this, we have this also, you know, the show's really about the celebration of the arts and that's why we have you extraordinary beings on this show because we it, it's it's keeping the art or the practice of or moving into what this might mean to be an artist and and keeping it at the forefront of people's mind letting them know that it is a good way to go about taking responsibility for yourself in the moment and creating your work and in doing that you're you know you can maintain a well-being and that's the power of the arts i mean that's what we're trying to get at uh, on, on this program as much as possible and you are a living I mean you're a living example of what can happen when you when you find your way into the arts uh, well how how do you do you find that do you have a similar opinion as to what I just put out about the arts or anything to yeah. you know in the Lord's Prayer our Father who art in heaven so I've always been intrigued as an artist our Father who art in heaven what does that mean it means he dwells in heaven. Art is like, to do art is to dwell within that kind of rarefied state of, of consciousness where you allow something larger to come through you and it really expands your, your sphere. So, so to me, you, go ahead. You, really, you took that literally, it made it work for you. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. So our father, our, the father is in heaven doing art, and he's creating universes and galaxies and nebula, and so that's what they're doing up there. So I think we are to do as they and to create in our world. So, so there's a couple. Another thing that came to me as you were speaking, I heard. An influencer for me was Jose Arguez, who was the father of the harmonic convergence and kind of the, the pop culture of the Mayan calendar. He was, you know, professor at UC Boulder. I actually got to met him in, in 1985, and I got turned on to what was coming in 1987 and started researching the Mayan calendar and the whole mechanics of the Zolkin and the 13 moon calendar, all of this. And one of Jose's famous quotes, maybe some of your listeners are familiar with his work, but he would say, you know, the, the, the kind of the, the belief in our paradigm in the third dimension is time is money, right? We all know that. We've been told time is money. Get busy. Time is money, right? That's what we've been programmed with. But what, I, what Jose came up with is, because he was an incredible artist, as he was tapping into all this cosmological Mayan mathematics and uh, galactic synchronization, all this, what he came up with was time is art, right? So he turned me onto that back in those days and I've kind of integrated that into my system. So for my time right here, my legacy of my soul incarnated into planet earth 
is to leave a legacy of art and to like even what the native peoples talk about is like here where I live in the Navajo, the Diné, they speak about the beauty way. It's like leave beauty where you pass. Imagine if we all live that way from now on. And I think what's happening is, is that with the quarantine, there's been a planetary synchronization and a harmonization with all of us tuning in together around this whole thing. And I've seen, I've seen people making a lot of major life changes because it stopped all of us and we had to sit and we had to be present with ourselves and feel all our feelings for the first time and evaluate our partners and spouses. Wow, do I really like you now that I have to hang out with you all the time? Do I really like this job? And a lot of people I know have been really shifting, shifting jobs. Now they're saying, you know, I'm finally, I'm finally going to do that heart and soul project I wanted to do. You know, it's made, it's made people really evaluate. So I think we are moving in that direction. Imagine if the new planetary culture, part of our ascension into the golden age, is that there's a reorientation around people's focus because it seems mainly it's materialistic. Let's just make money. It doesn't matter what you do, just make money and enjoy life. Well, maybe if the vision was to just right now to beautify our world and we all decided let's create art and music and, and film and theater that reflected something greater that could really create a renaissance just like after the plague and the dark ages and the middle ages that killed millions of people in Europe, they came out of that and was the birth of new art and science in the Renaissance. Yeah. And all the artists were inspired by the masters of light and the angels and the great music and art came through. I believe this is what's happening. This is what my angels told me. We're going to yep, witness we're, now. Oh yeah, we're heading into that golden now. age. We're the golden age, the yeah. For sure. Because this has exposed all the old structures and forms, obviously, that are being torn down. This yeah. is birthing pains of a new world being born in our lifetime. Amazing that we're here to witness the change occurring. Yeah, right? well, and it's a time of separation. I don't know if you feel that in Sedona. Some of the Hopi leaders that I work with, they talk about you feel that the actual physical separation on a quantum field that one dimensional of the society that we birthed is falling away it seems like it'd be best for us to put our attention on that golden age if we do want to create and birth art and music and new literature and science and poetry versus uh, too much mm -hmm. on the darkness that has brought us to here right i mean i think all of us as awakened ones that were now woke right I think we know that the golden age is, a, the theme of it is one of unity. You know, right. my experience has been in this lifetime, I think this is the most polarized that our culture and society and world has ever been as far as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, through politics has completely polarized us. And in the golden age, it's going to be completely unified. So such a dichotomy here, such a contrast. So how wonderful you know out of this whole experience with the quarantine we're seeing amazing acts of generosity and giving and things happening happening we've also seen how the planet is you know renewing itself yes. how the fish are coming back the turtles are giving birth again the whales are giving birth again the you know all the stuff that's happening and, and that, all the smog and air pollution decreased around the world we really could see how this world could regenerate itself really quick that showed us when we saw the air pollution clear over New Delhi, Beijing, <laughs> I mean, that yeah. was a miracle, right? After yeah. just 30 days or two weeks, it cleared. A simple imagine, concept. <laughs> the Green New Deal. Stop yeah. driving imagine cars. If, imagine if, exactly. So we're on the sense. I mean, we can see how the this art and art and time. So you you started this wonderful, extraordinary little monologue there with the with your thought on art is time. And I, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, wow, that's a mind-blowing statement. And how do we how do we explore that a little bit deeper, a little bit more specifically? Because it, because right now it's it sits, if you just take those two words, art and time, it, it's such a it seems like such a reach. How do we how do we bridge that for our audience to sort of grasp possibly what that means? I think I think the way to do it, I, I don't I, I think you don't want to intellectualize about it and try to explain it from the mind because it actually transcends the mind. The logical mind will never understand what art is time means. You can never understand that in 3D awareness, no. 
as I'm tapping into it, you know, Jose's kind of overshadowing me now, right? He's coming in, he's hearing his name. His ears are burning. Um, the idea is art is a portal, okay? So it's like when you do art, and I discovered this as a child when I was young, I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity in the 1970s and in fifth grade. And they, um, they put me on Ritalin, you know, and I started having really like trippy experiences with it. But at the time, because they were wanting me to do left brain math and, you know, English, and, but my brain was not there. And I just wanted to do art and science. That was like what really interested me. But they were, so they tried to force me. They put me in a chemical straitjacket in my mind and tried to make me focus. But I kind of rebelled. But I found art was something ever since I was a child. When I did creative art projects, that's when I would really drop into the zone. And I went into that that zone, that zero point place. And, oh, and it's portal. That, that, that's the, the portal. portal that you were talking about, yeah. right? It's kind of like yeah. that gap in meditation. Time and space don't exist. You just uh, are doing, creating, and it right. feels effortless. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. There was that best-selling book uh, by that researcher scientist and it was on the, I think it was called The Zone or something. So point being is that your question, how do we get there? How do we integrate art and time? What is the message? What's the key? What's the code? How do we unlock that for us as a portal? The idea is to just do art, just get creative, find something you can do. As simple as getting a sketch pad with colored pencils and just start just start doing color, just scribble and make a bunch of different colors like rainbow and just allow yourself to explore. What I what I teach in my workshops with people is I love to oh, you do create workshops. Oh, great. Yeah, I love to do well, well I teach what I know because so for me, it's like for me, I've been doing stained glass since I was very young. So here's one of my stained glass windows you can see of the geometries with the crystals inlaid. I've been doing this since I was a kid. So, wow. That's right. So, and I, and so I teach how to do mandalas with, you know, in my workshop. So it's very easy and it's such a meditative therapeutic thing to do, you know, art therapy, but I love to work with just a, a pencil and a compass and a ruler and teach people how to, you know, create a center point, do a compass and start creating, you know, concentric circles and that's all feminine with curved lines. And then you use the ruler, which is masculine electric. Uh, circles are more magnetic feminine expression through the sacred geometry. The straight line is more electric and masculine. And that's the ruler. So you do you use the compass and it just kind of flows. You get into that flowing thing. And it's just magical the way it, it bursts out of this kind of pattern. And art can emerge out of it. So it is a portal. So point being to your question is just do it, you know, like just go to Michael's, go to Hobby Lobby and spend, a, you know, a little few minutes there and get yourself some arts and crafts because you know what? Chances are this winter you should be stocked up on arts and crafts because, you know, just in case we got to like hang close to home again, you know, yeah. you're going to be set because that's what I did when the quarantine happened. I'm just in my art studio. I'm creating art. Yeah. And I'm in my recording studio, nothing, not much changed for me. I'm happy to just be at home working in my laboratory in my creative space. So. Nice. Well, that, well, that's great. So, so that, the, so the portal really is the skill set, or that requires this uh, right-brained contribution, this wisdom, this uh, creative mind, where as it exists. So that that's the that's the portal. Well, what's not so clear is what time is. And so, in order to understand art and time, well, how, do you, how are you understanding time in relation to that? Well, there's something that happens, you know, when you get into the zone with your art, that there are a lot of time fluctuations. Time flies, okay? So, it rewires the brain and it connects other parts because most of us are synced up to the time coding of our modern world 
which is de-evolutionary. It's spinning, it's not synced to galactic time. Okay, this is 3D man time, and there's a lot of history of how time has been changed. Just like they changed the tuning in for the symphony orchestra, tuned it down, you know, from 432 to A440, or tuned it up to create a little more tension that way. And, and they did that on purpose to affect mass consciousness. So, so the idea to, when we get into these portals, into the zone, we can, you get into that zone where you just, there's no thought. You're just, art is coming through you and it, you're just flowing with this energy coming through that's creating, it's manifesting through you. It's a, it's a wonderful sensation. And the feeling is like when you're in that zone, everything drops away. All of your worries, all of your, your anxieties, all of thoughts of the future disappear, thoughts of the past disappear. And you actually become extremely present in the here and now. That we all know. Every master has told us, be here now. How do we do that? How do we zap into the zero point of the now moment that has tremendous energy, even enough energy to light the globe with a like free energy like Tesla tapped into the zero point. We do that within ourselves, and we access unlimited energy, unlimited creativity, unlimited positivity, and unlimited uh, range. It's just amazing how it can really expand your field of awareness and your field of influence in the world. So, so, time, so the time as you're defining it, art equals time or art is time you said art is well time. i think the way Ho jose was explaining it, time is art is that it's an orientation in your life to rather than time is money that the our you know the wiring in our brain since we were young we've been told time is money get busy work 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 okay and that's been a particular focal point of our awareness and a lot of things come from that i think it's uh it's it's not a holistic point of view and a lot of people go down that path thinking that the end ultimate goal of making a lot of money is where they'll find happiness and we all know that isn't true okay we all know some of the happiest people on planet earth are some that have the least in material sense okay but they have this pure emanating joy like when you go to india like i got to walk in some of the slums and areas in india where you know it's just like you're on another planet but you find people there that have so much joy in the heart because that's what they have you know that's what they have and um and so we know that material success doesn't necessarily bring happiness so art is time so art is time so so let's so let's look at art so art, art is would art. be money if you're exchanging time and money concept well, art is, so, art is a skill set. Art is a painting, let's say, yeah. or dance, or uh, the, the, the performing arts. Uh, Some place to put your attention that allows you to snap into real time. So sort of what you were describing is sort of this real time experience of, um, uh, of existence. And so it seems like that, to me, at least logically in my mind, makes sense. So I have this, I can develop this skill set that can zap me into real time. And from that place, I can realize my potential as a human being. You can access unlimited potential when you drop into that portal, right. that zone. It really transcends the word time, I, I feel. Like there's no time, it's just, because it, time is a construct the same way money is. So if they were using that in that term, like art is time or art is money, or you gotta work, to, you know, you got to earn money. Uh, really, when we transcend, all, you know, that word, time, money, that linear construct, there's all there is is vastness, full potential to bring in mastery. And that's what all the golden ages have been. It's when you get to higher states of being and can really uh, do things that are miraculous in perceptual uh, short amount of space, I like to call it. Well, well uh, thank you, thank you for taking the time to to get into that because that was, that to me, uh, at least, <laughs> I'm going to walk away uh, from here thinking uh, when I do my art, I'm I'm actually entering into using it as a as a way to enter into time or, or into a real time experience, which 
would add to the experience possibly. How about, how about entering into a timeless experience? Yeah, timeless. Where you can, that's for me, it's like when I'm in the zone, I'm in a place of, etern of eternity. Yep. It's, the place, it's, it's the place where my soul dwells. This is where my soul dwells for you who know me. My soul dwells within the realms of the celestial light where my music comes from and where I've been blessed and privileged to be able to I was taken up into the into the higher celestial realms with the angels and I I got to see it and experience it firsthand. So that's right. my soul lives with the angels, you know, in the higher lights. Yeah. And, you lucky bastard. This soul lives with the angels. So beautiful. Good Lord, have mercy. I mean, you how feel lucky, it with his music. It just transcends everything. Can this man be? I mean, not lucky, but it seems like it's an earned. You know what's interesting is that you're, you you, you described the ADD as a, as a kid. Have you, have you come to terms with understanding what that was? It was too much sugar in my diet. <laughs> you know? Because I... I, I you know, in reviewing those years, I discovered that, you know, when I was in fifth grade, sixth grade, I used to eat like a ton of sugary Captain Crunch, and then I'd ride my bike to school, stop off at the gas yeah. station. Yeah. I'd, I'd, put sugar on my I'd put sugar on my Fruit Loops. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and then I, I'd steal some money out of my mom's purse before I'd go off to school a few blocks away on my bike in West LA. And I'd stop at the Chevron station on Montana there, and, you know, Montana and Sam and Senny, and I go in, you know, and buy a, a, a couple of candy bars, like a, a Babe Ruth and a Butterfree. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. And I would shove them both in my mouth pretty much before <laughs> I got to class, just around the corner. And then I go into class and then I, I was so jacked up on sugar that it was difficult for me to sit still and focus. You know, I wanted to just, so wow, I think that, well, then what happened? Past life or you're an addict. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's, I've had to deal with that. It's true, but, As a little kid, you're like, let me have it. Well, see what happened. What happened was I had all this sugar, right? And so the teachers couldn't control me because I was so fidgety in my chair and I was moving all about and they wanted to control me. So they said, they give them a pill. They sent me to a special child psychologist diagnosed with hyperactivity, attention deficit disorder back in the day. And they put me on Ritalin. So, so here I was all juiced up on all the sugar in my blood sugar. And then they gave me Ritalin, this psychotropic drug on top of this sugary mix. Oh man, that was like LSD for me. I, I wrote about it in my book. My book is called Hearing the Angels Sing. And I tell the story in great detail what happened, but it was like waking up in the astral plane. I mean, it opened up my consciousness. I didn't know what was happening because I remember sitting in class after I started taking these drugs and I'd be sitting there trying to study, but I'd be looking out the window and all of a sudden my, my soul my spirit would astral project right out of my body and I'd be floating in the classroom and I'd float right out the window over the playground. Yeah. As, you're as you're lucky going, you survived that. Well, I know. And then it it's it, it was actually quite scary, you know. It was it was like I was disassociating from my body. And it was yeah. not it was not necessarily fun at the time because I didn't know what was happening. And then and then, you know, at nighttime, I started developing, you know, tremendous uh, nightmares and sleepwalking and sleep running through the house in the middle of the night because I was so open. And then, you know, and then I just stopped taking it on my own. I, I realized that this pill, these drugs were not for me. So I told my mom after just a few months of this, I said, I'm done with this. I'm not going to take the pill. And she said, okay. And then, you know, I was fine. That's... that's and I wonder how many other kids are downing candy bars on the way to school. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I would I would have to say that we got pretty deep there, and that went down the rabbit hole pretty deep. That was a, uh, that was that was pretty amazing. Um, so, you know, how do you feel about as we're going into this golden age? Because we don't know exactly, you know, how it's all going to be in full throttle there's many of us that feel it right 
Um, how do you feel it opening up for you? I think for me, during these troubling times, challenging times of, about everything that's going on, as I said earlier, for me, I feel lucky that I have an outlet, a place where I can focus my awareness and, and create beauty through my art and my music. So that's not going to change for me. This is all playing a part in the grand awakening and this great renaissance that, that we're part of right now. You know, we can see the future. We're seeing, okay, you talked about the Hopis earlier and the separation. You know, there is a place on the Hopi reservation just um, not too far from Sedona, about a flagstaff where the Hopi live. And there's the Prophecy Rock there. And you can Google Hopi Prophecy Rock. I was just looking at it on Google the other day. I've known about it for 30 years. And it's a place out in the desert there up on, on yep. the reservation where there's this big boulder. And there's a very ancient uh, petroglyph there. Petroglyph means carved into, notched into the solid rock. And basically it shows two different timelines, okay? And there's been a lot of like, um, you know, people have, people have interpreted archaeologists, uh, scholars, and, and, and elder native people. There is, there's, but it seems to show uh, a separation, a split in the timeline. And it right. shows how humanity will come to a place where some people will choose to go this way and others will choose to go this way. Yep. Okay? Yeah. So, so, and in the new age, you know, there's people like Dolores Cannon and others that have spoken about, and this was shown to me by my angels as well. And some of the guides I work with, they showed me that indeed, and they showed me this 30 years ago, that there will be a split in the timeline. Yeah. There's, there's like multidimensional timelines, and this is all this great mechanical wheels within wheels within the universe. <coughs> like Ezekiel, you know, wheels within wheels. So within the different dimensions, they fit like cogs. And, and we're, we're reaching, this Jose spoke about this too. <coughs> we're reaching a point of, of great kind of synchronicity when a lot of the timelines and these alignments within the greater universe are gonna sync up, right? And so there could be a convergence of the timeline. We're traveling right now on this planet on a third dimensional timeline on the time space continuum right because here we see past present and future it's very linear the way we experience time yeah uh, from mass consciousness in the third dimension but as people now are collectively opening their awareness they're expanding their perceptions and they're the, one of the next steps for us is more of a kind of a holistic view of a uh, 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 holographic kind of 360 degree perception of things not just so linear not just so dark and light that's characterized by this collective dualistic mentality right that's just creates polarity everything is so polarized so our mission as light workers and awakening ones is to 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 escape from the matrix of that of duality and how do we do it cross the bridge well, we have to enter into the zone. We have to meditate. We have to tap into the zero point. When you, when you meditate and you go into that zone where there's like no thought, you just quiet the mind. And that's what's so great. I work with my clients here in Sedona because the silence and the vast outback here in, this, in the tranquility of the canyon, you can just drop in to this kind of spacious, tranquil place where thoughts seem really quiet down. And when you do that, it's kind of like rebooting your computer. You know, when you get an upgrade to your computer, you got to turn everything off and then you load in the new software and return it on and it boots up with a new operating system. Our brains are the same thing, exactly the same thing. So in yeah. order to get the upgrade for your ascension codes into the fifth dimension, into the golden age, you need to get into the zone where there's no thought right you have to quiet the yeah. mind so you've got to take a few minutes every day to just sit and tap into stillness how do we do that you just sit close your eyes and follow your breath it's just so easy you know in yep. out just follow that in now 
and just allow the mind to get still. And if you do that, and this is what I do in my work, you know, I invite people to come and see me and go on my tours and do sessions with me out here. This is what I, I facilitate this experience with my clients. And Beautiful. that way, when you, when you drop into that stillness for a period of time, and when you come out of it, you've got a new awareness. You've connected new, new neural pathways in the brain, new synapses, uh, neurogenesis has occurred. There's new neurons being grown, uh, new connection being made. And then we notice that our, our senses are becoming more sensitive, our sense of smell, sight, hearing, and even our, our, our clairvoyant, our psychic sensitivities right. are developed, yeah. which is the four clairs, right? We've got clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and claircognizance. Yeah. So, so all of a sudden, we start receiving more subtle impressions into our awareness. We start to know things. We sense energy. We can sense. We can see people's aura. We have energy coming out of our hands that we can put on people and do healing work. We can energize crystals. So this is what's happening collectively. People are emerging. There's a collective spiritual emergence happening on planet Earth and people are going off. I, I've been working with people just in the last few days and they're new to all this, but they're rapidly, and they've got powers already, like they're psychic and they're healing and they've only been doing this for a short time, like a couple yeah. of years. And it's amazing, before they were just normal consciousness. Now they've got all this cosmic consciousness in a short time. So as the quickening on the planet, the frequencies are shifting, the magnetic field of the earth is weakening and the base resonant frequency is increasing, right? You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. So we've got this kind of yin-yang overlay happening. The reduction of the Earth's magnetic field is allowing more cosmic light to come into the planet which is affecting our brains, our pineal, our pituitary, yep. more ultraviolet light is coming in through our eyeballs that stimulates the pineal pituitary gland. Things are happening right now for people. Planet, planets are aligning in the night sky, right? There's been some beautiful astrological alignment in the sky. We're having solar flares, I wanna to mention too. The sun is the big driver in all of this because the, the greatest light source in this part of our reality is the sun. And the only star. light source. <laughs> yes. yes. I mean, well, the, the inner light source. Yeah. yeah. But the sun now, we've just entered in. I, I follow the sun. I'm a sun gazer. I have a solar telescope, which I got in 2011 during the last solar maximum. Well, there's a lot of solar flares and sunspots happening. Yep. It happens every 11 years. Well, the sun has been very quiet in recent times, but now all of a sudden, in the last week or two, sunspots have are emerging now on the surface of the sun so yeah. our sun is getting active and it makes perfect sense okay with what's going on with our world and the election coming up and everything that's going on now we're bringing in the sun okay the yeah. big kahuna now is awakening the slumbering giant of our sun is awakening in the last week and now and just yesterday it uh, there was a sunspot that shot off a, a coronal mass ejection that shot solar plasma into space directly at our planet and now we are being bombed when it happens there's an instantaneous wave of etheric energy yeah okay but that solar plasma takes about three days to travel through space 94 million miles traveling yeah. at the speed of light <laughs> it takes three days to get here and then it hits the earth's magnetic field yep. okay and it and it goes whoa, 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 whoa. And, <laughs> and that affects our brains okay yeah. like, our so bodies our yeah. hearts yeah our and it sets brain. off these beautiful aurora borealis on the poles of the planet so there's a lot happening the sun is going to kick off and man this is i mean even i saw a news press release just today about the solar flares and they were telling people to prepare for power outages i mean you know, these solar flares can blow out our electrical grid. Uh, did so, in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, did in the 1800s, as we know. So yeah. I mean, with everything that's going on right now, why not have a massive solar flare to fly, 
fry the global electrical system, you know? Uh, uh, the art, you feel the art in you. Uh, there's a question at the end, oh, we're nearing our end here uh, with this particular moment at least. And for you, I can't wait to ask this question. <laughs> this is a very special question. Peter. No, 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 I, no, I can't, I can't. I love asking this guy this question because I have a feeling he's going to have some possible real answers. But if he does, do my best. Don't don't feel pressured. But but if but if you were God, uh, what would be three things that you would do for us lowly humans on this planet? I would, I would, I would ask that. I knew it that people would awaken to the reality of God, of, of me, if you're asking me as God, what would I wish? That people would awaken to the truth that I live in their heart, deep in their heart, and that we all have that connection and it's always there. We're never alone, we're never separate. There's a great okay. plague on this planet, one of separation from God and spirit. This is the greatest psychosis that humankind you know, all the prescription drugs for mass depression on this planet, anxiety. You know what the cure is? Connection with God, the source. You know, how do you do that? How do Create art and music, dance, no, sing. So you're saying we have to connect with you. Right? <laughs> connect with God, divinity. Right? You gotta connect with God, right? So you're saying somehow find your way and connect with God. So that's, so that's one. So you've got yes. two. And I just want to mention that the angels gave me the harp music uh, as a vehicle for people to use as a tool. So, and I've had hundreds of letters from all over the world, people telling me in different languages that when they listen to my music, they do feel the presence of God in their life. They do feel the angels. They often see the angels in the room. I knew I was asking the right guy. Well, this is, you know, people are like, oh, here comes the marketing pitch, right? No, this is, you know, no, it's true. You it's know, I give this music out, you know, and it's, it, is a, it is a tool we can use. The music sound current is very important to help us to make our ascension into the light by tuning our ears, training our ears to tune into the higher frequencies, okay? So mass consciousness is a very coarse kind of more gross kind of heavy vibration in all of it that keeps us more locked into our lower chakras. If you watch network TV at all with commercials, they're manipulating our minds and our perceptions to keep us locked. If you just sit in front of a TV set on network primetime TV and you track your energy up and down your chakras, you can see how they're trying to keep us locked in our lower chakras, which keeps us in du duality and polarity. So the idea I gotta, is I, gotta, to, I, have to, I have to reel you in because you are, <laughs> you, we, we, I have to have you on for a week. <laughs> You're welcome. No, no, I'm just saying. So that's one. Just get in touch with Okay, you. the questions. What else? Okay. Practice. You're God. You're God. We, hey, listen. You're we helping know, humanity. We know you're God. So yes. God's other message is to practice yoga. 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 It means union with God. So practice your yoga, however you do that. Find a yoga so that you can do. Get in touch with you. Yes. And yoga. Yoga. Through music and art. And finally, to know that I am as close to you as you are to your own breath. So ah, know that please. when you breathe, you're breathing my essence in and out of your body. So bring awareness to your breath right now. Very simple. Breathe, listen to beautiful music, and create art and practice yoga. <laughs> Sounds like a fantastic happy. day. You would be a happy human. <laughs> you, you, sir, were our great God, and thank you, and thank you so much for your presence. Thanks for being on Indie Creators in the Joy Zone with Thomas Ardavani and Suzanne Toro. Thank we you for having me. We appreciate you thoroughly, and if you want to send us out with a little harp music, you're more than welcome. Oh, I would certainly love to. I'd love to. We would love this will to. be a a free improvisation to to bring that connection. So I'm connecting with my angels and with God right now, a transmission of these vibrations through this heart. May they reach out through the, the blogosphere and the vimeosphere around the planetary sphere and up into the higher planes and just take a moment to open your heart. And if you wanna close your eyes with me for a moment, look up into your mind's eye and visualize the golden light. Just see the golden light 
and feel the love of the sound in your heart. And I'm gonna play an ascension to lift us all up right now. I'm gonna use the harp, the most sacred instrument, as a vehicle to raise us up into the heavenly realm. So stay with me. cleansing your soul and your spirit. Rising up with the angels now and unifying with the source light. Welcome home. It's beautiful, Peter. Aww. I feel like a little baby in a in a carriage right now. <laughs> right at the rain. <laughs> return to your innocence. It's like God said, if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven and make your ascension, you must return to innocence. Become as a child. Awaken your inner child, your wonder child, in the awe of the universe. And become like water in the Aquarian age, flowing. So allow your awareness to soften and flow like water and ether up into the higher planes and you will be lifted. The angels are waiting to assist you in your ascension into the light. I love you, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Peter, thank you for being here. And we'll put all your links to your new uh, music and artwork and all the goodness that you create. Keep creating for us. Thank you and keep spreading spreading the word through your network. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a total blessing and, and, and it's good to know folks like you are on the planet uh, help, helping us get it right. And We're all on the team. We're all on the team together. One for all and all for one. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of love, Peter. Thank Lots you. of love to you. Take care, guys. That was Peter and Dante. Peter and Dante. We went from, I would say Dante's in the summer, uh, entering the summer of his life. Uh, and so it's like you have uh, the generations, you know, in a, a cyclical, we look at the value of having wisdom in our in our society. So it's pretty nice to have the whole bridge between the two of them. No, it's good. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a, interestingly enough, they, you know, they're both musicians, they're both artists. So I love watching the correlation, listening to the correlations, even though you have a young buck, he's hitting on all the notes that this old, that's this old buck's hitting on. And, uh, and they're using it in, in a way to elevate their spirits and to entertain audiences and to hold people's attention and to direct them as to what they feel is uh, is important in the world. I'm inspired. I feel like I said that his little harp ending uh, was a nice little welcome. Well, you have Love to get- birth. Jump into that timeless space and create. Welcome to any creators in the joy zones. Thomas Ardavani and Suzanne Toro. Uh, and we just went through a, a little artistic trip. So hopefully you took that with us. <laughs> <laughs> we went down the rabbit hole, but not the conspiracy rabbit hole. We went down the celestial divine rabbit hole of music art, dove into the full potential that's available to all of us in the present moment, which is kind of exciting. This is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Ardavani with Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to our next wild experience in the Joy Zone. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.